back onto where where I was at last last week. Um, I, I I talked about essentially my essentially my vision for the year, and there was uh, three three kind of threads or three strands, uh, and it was all to do with all to do with connection, connection with God, connection with one another, and and connection with others. And you know you might remember there's a there's a verse in Ecclesiastes which talks about a, a cord of three strands is not easily easily broken, and and so we've got we've got these three strands. We've got connection with God. We've got connection with one with one another. And we've got connection with others. So I want to like focus and narrow in this morning on the on the first strand, which is which is connection with God and specifically connection with God in in prayer through prayer. And, uh, and then next week, I'll talk more into connection with God with one another, and then the following week, connection with God uh, with, with others. And, and these are kind of like themes, that's, you know, this is like a, a you know, one, one, one morning, but these are themes that we'll, we'll pick up in the year and dig into them in, in different ways. So let's start right at the top. Like, uh, you, you, might, um, you might already be thinking about, about what is prayer? What is prayer? And you might have different answers. Uh, there might be something like uh, talk, talking to God. Or talking at God, uh, talking with God, conversation, listening. Uh, yeah, prayer involves a, involves an interaction or or a connection with God. It might be something uh, that that happens happens privately in in your mind, or it might be something that happens out loud, uh, either praying out on your own out loud or, or publicly with others. Uh, Pete, Pete Gregg, oopsie daisy, we we'll skip on that one. Uh, Pete Gregg, who, who heads up the 24-7 prayer movement, so oh, he's obviously pretty fond of prayer. He, he, uh, he told his sons that he was writing a book. And this is, what he, this is what he says. When one of our sons heard I was writing a book about how to pray, he said, oh, but that's easy. You just say, dear God, chat to him for a bit, and then say, amen. <laughs> and and that's, that's quite true, isn't it? You chat to God. But there's, but there's, so, much, there's so much more. Uh, so uh, Pete Gregg continues. There's more to prayer than asking, and God is not in a hurry. There are ways of praying that are more like exploring than imploring. Woodland trails on which to shelter and places so beautiful you'll stop and whisper praise. There's secret intimate places to camp and paths that, paths that take you to the highlands for a longer view under a bigger sky. It'll be an effort to climb, but worth it when you arrive. That sounds cool, eh? So this, this year, one of the strands, one of the most important strands actually is, is connecting with God and specifically connecting with God in, in prayer. And, and I think every, every one of us is going to be on a different part, part of the journey. Like some of you will go, I am like a prayer ninja. I'm a prayer warrior. I'm all over it. And, and others, uh, the rest of us going, oh my goodness. If somebody talks about prayer, you think, oh man, you know, I should be praying more. Don't do it enough. All of that kind of thing. But but no matter where no matter where we're at, uh, you know, God is God is inviting us. God is is calling us, and we and on this journey, which uh, you know, it's it's 
uh, thinking about this year, but it's, I think it's probably more like a season, might be more than a year. We get to explore together and take, take steps together and, and find different ways to pray. The best place to start is, is with the focus of prayer. God. <laughs> God. Jesus is God. Jesus was well known, uh, well known for getting away uh, with others, uh, getting away on his own to pray and, and to connect with, with his Father. And the disciples noticed this. Uh, and, and there must have been something about the way that Jesus prayed that really in, intrigued them. I mean, uh, but people... People prayed at that time, and uh, 2,000 years ago, people prayed. But there must be something about the way that Jesus prayed. That, well, they're like, hang on, I want, I want to know more about that. I want to learn from him. Because they asked him. They asked him. And so uh, Luke 11 says this. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, this is uh, Luke 11. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't, don't let us yield to, to temptate. Don't let us, oh, I struggle with temptation, don't I? <laughs> don't let us yield to temptation. Yeah, we got over it. <laughs> So Jesus models prayer with his life. They've seen him praying. He models prayer with his life and he gives us a model prayer, a way, a way to pray. It's so short, isn't it? <laughs> it's so short. It's so simple. It's easy to memorize. And this is the, this is the shorter version. You might also know the, the longer version in, in Matthew, Matthew 6. And we used to say the other version every week in assembly at Wellington College. I don't know if they still do. But week after week, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes, I remember joking about this before, but, you know, we'd always try to go as deep as you could, you know, 13-year-old boy, my voice is still breaking. My voice didn't break until I was 18. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my, oh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We used to say it week after week, thy will be done. And so it's a bit longer. But it's still easy to memorise. I've still got it memorised from, from then. So this is, this is uh, the model, model of prayer that Jesus taught. Uh, the good news is you don't have to pray in the old King James Version with a really deep voice. But did you, but did you notice how, uh, like both versions, and so in Luke, the one that's up on the screen, and, and in Matthew, um, with my bad, bad rendition, uh, rendition uh, they both begin with our Father. Our Father, Father. The focus of prayer is Father, and, and this is so. This is so. This is so key. So important. Actually, I wonder if uh, a lot of our a lot of our hang-ups with prayer, a lot of our difficulties when it comes to prayer, is is actually to do with our understanding of who of who God is. Who we're praying to. But Jesus goes, our, our Father. So God is, not, God is not disconnected. God is not a, a distant or, or angry God. Instead, He's family. He's family. He's our Father. He's our Father who loves and cares for us. 
just like a, just like a good dad, loves and cares for his kids. He's, he's even better. He's our father who, who listens to us, who hears us. He is gentle. I've just been noticing over and over again how in the scriptures, in the New Testament, it teaches us to be gentle. Gentleness, be gentle. Be gentle like God because God is gentle. He is gentle, He is kind, He is near to us. It's really, really important because if we have a, if we have a concept of, of God as being distant or angry or, or somebody we need to impress, uh, then, then our praying might be more motivated by trying to make God happy, happy with us. Or, you know, like kind of a, a guilt trip motivated prayer session. If I don't pray, then God's going to be unhappy with me. Or if I pray, then God's going to be happy with me. Or uh, if I pray, and if I pray lots, <laughs> 24-7, if I'm praying 24-7, then God's going to be really happy with me. Or if I pray, then God will do this. Right? If I pray, then God's going to meet my demand. If I pray, then God's going to meet my whatever it is. And so if we have a, if we have a view of God being like that, a distant, uh, a non-father God, we need, we're just going to end up trying really, really hard. And uh, it might work actually for, it might work in, ter- in the sense of, you might, it might actually motivate you to pray for, for a little while, but eventually it just becomes too, too heavy. I've experienced that, right? But instead Jesus teaches something that's so radically different and instead he starts like this, our Father, our Father. And this is, this is how we prayed. Like, um, remember that, that scripture that I just read when he, when he calls Lazarus back to life? The first thing he says is, Father. Our Father. Our Father who loves, who loves us. Like our Father who cares for us. Our Father who loves it when we draw near to Him. It's like, it's like he's, already, he's already there waiting. Uh, so if we go over to, go over to Matthew 6, um, so in Matthew 6, Jesus, uh, Jesus also teaches, uh, teaches about prayer. He spends a lot of time teaching about prayer. And, uh, and he, uh, I don't have, a, I have the verse on this slide, but the first thing he says is when, when you pray. <laughs> so it's not like if you pray, but when you pray. And this is a reading from the, uh, the message version, which uh, I really, really enjoy. He says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Oh man, just stop there. <laughs> All right. Be yourself. <laughs> I'm grumpy, God. Yep. Cool. Be yourself. Just just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. I love this line. The world is so full. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for their nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. And then he, and then he goes into the model prayer. <laughs> this is our father. I'm learning about being a father. I'm, le- I'm learning about you know, when the kids try to, you know, try to uh, get you to do what they want. 
I'm thirsty, Dad. <laughs> I'm thirsty. And then I ask nicely, Eli, or Elena. No, you don't need to manipulate God. We don't need to come with all of our, our long list, our, our, our Father Christmas list of, of things that we want. He already, already knows. And yet, and yet, this is the kind of a strange thing, isn't it? He already knows what we need. And yet he loves it when we come to him and, and tell him, tell him those things. And, and I'm starting to understand this as, a, as I've um, been learning how to dad as well. Like sometimes I know what, my, what Elena and Eli need. I know that they're going to want to have breakfast in the morning and stuff like that. But, um, but I also love it when they ask. <laughs> dad, can I, have a, can I have a bit of toast with chocolate peanut butter on it? That's what I imagine they might say one day. <laughs> But I love it. It's like that, that interaction. It's that kind of like that, you know. Yeah, it's relate. Yeah, exactly. It's relationship. It's relational. So, so Jesus in, in Matthew chapter six, he spends a, he spends a lot of time uh, actually trying to shift people's concept of God and, and prayer. And, and his invitation is towards a, a vision of prayer that's actually a vision of rest, learning to rest in God, bringing him, bringing him our, our concerns, our worries, our needs. But then learning to leave those in his hands because he is the, car that, he is the father that cares and, and provides. There's a, um, I like to read a psalm every day, and, and this morning I was reading this one. Um, I went to the wrong place. Psalm 55. That's all right. starts off, Psalm 55 starts off, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Attend to me and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I moan. <laughs> How's that for a way of praying? Moaning. But it's, isn't it like that he's coming, uh, David. David is coming to God as he is. You should read it. It's all about destroying his enemies. He moans again, verse, uh, verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. So you can moan, you can complain to God, and he hears your voice. But here's what I, was, here's what I was coming to, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden on the Lord. Uh, I feel like some of us actually, that's almost like that's the word for today. If you're going to remember anything, cast your burden on the Lord. Lord, I, Lord, I pray for folks, for people here today that, that are carrying heavy burdens. Lord, I pray that um, you would release those burdens, that we would be able to, to cast those burdens on you, Lord, and you would sustain, you would sustain us, you would sustain them, Jesus. Uh, he is the Father. He loves and cares and provides. There's a, uh, a, an American singer-songwriter, Jess, Jess Ray, who you might have heard, and she's written a, um, an album recently called, called Maiden or, or Rest. And there's a, there's a song in this album called uh, Lilies, Lilies and Sparrows, and, uh, and it's drawing from Matthew's teaching in Matthew chapter 6. And there's just this, it's really been, it's really been like, like speaking to me. And she, say, she sings this, Don't you know that your Father in heaven knows just what you're needing? Seek him first, and everything else that you need will be given. Don't you see? He loves you much more than the lilies and sparrows. Come and rest. Don't waste today being scared of tomorrow. 
just that, just that last line is like, don't waste today, be scared of tomorrow. The, the way Jesus describes the Father is actually so similar to probably the most famous of Psalms, and that's Psalm 23. It begins like this, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. We sang that this morning. Leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He's my shepherd. He is my father. He knows what, he knows what I need. Sometimes he, he has to literally make me lie down in green pastures. And he, he restores my soul. This is the father that we come to. Like our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God is our shepherd. He, our shepherd is, is concerned for the sheep. Our father is concerned, is concerned for our well-being. He makes us rest. He restores us. Is rest a word that you typically associate with prayer? When you imagine prayer, when you think about prayer, do you put these things together, prayer and rest? Well, my guess is not. <laughs> it's not, not, not typically for me. I don't put those together, but... But, but when, you, when you read the Bible, when you look at the Bible, rest, rest is most often connected with um, not worrying, not being anxious, not being stressed. Uh, when, you're, when you're really free of fear, when you're free of fear, when you experience those moments of, of fearlessness, you can find that place of rest. I mean, I know, you know, when I'm, when I'm really worried and stressed out that it's really, really hard to fall asleep. When I'm, uh, when I'm feeling uh, peaceful, then I'm out, <laughs> I'm gone. A place of rest, lying down in the grass beside still waters. Doesn't that sound nice? And, and uh, in Psalm 23, it goes from this place uh, and, it, and it shifts. It's just all of a sudden. And it's about going through the valley of, of the shadow of death. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, like this is a, this is a bad place. This is a stink place. You know, you can imagine it. Like shadows of death all around. Who wants to go through the valley of the shadow of death? But even there, I will not fear. Even there. I will fear no evil. And, and why? Because you're with me. My father's with me. My shepherd is with me. God is right beside us. And then, and then what's even more amazing is he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So again, like when I get stressed, when I'm, when I'm anxious and, I'm, and worried, I, find, I also find it hard to enjoy food. It's really frustrating. Do you, do you have that as well? There'll be some yummy food and uh, either you, you, you might feel sick, sometimes you feel sick with anxiety or, or you just actually, your appetite's gone or if you're eating, then the flavour's just not as good. It's hard to enjoy. But here, you kind of, it sounds like, oh, you prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies, even in, even in these difficult places, and I'm going to enjoy that feast. In the, in the message, Eugene Peterson puts it, 
you, you prepare a six-course meal for me in the presence of my enemies, right in front of my enemies. Prayer, prayer is, the, is the connection point between, uh, between us and whatever we're going through and, and God who is right there beside us all of the time, all of the time. Uh, in, in Philippians, isn't, this is a classic, classic verse, isn't it? In Philippians 4, don't worry about anything, Paul says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It's almost like uh, when, when you come to worry, Instead, try, try to pray. Try to pray. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. So we can tell God what we need and we thank Him for all He has done. You know, I was thinking about this as we were worshipping as well. We, we, we began with songs of, of praise and, and thanking God, of gratitude. We're thanking God for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is, this is the vision, isn't it? A, a place of rest, a place of, a place of well-being, a place of like life in all its fullness, a place that no matter what your circumstances are, like you know, at, at school or at work or at home or whatever it's like, you can still know this, uh, this peace and this contentment Love, joy, peace, faithfulness, all of that. This is the vision, really deeply knowing and understanding that God is our, our refuge and sanctuary in, in every circumstance and, and experiencing that peace that passes understanding. It's a, it's a, it's a vision to, to walk towards. It's a vision to, to navigate towards. Because uh, it might not always be an, an overnight or a, just an instant thing. It's not always an instant thing. I've had both. I've had moments when I've been like, uh, like, like, like uh, you know, anxious and fearful, and and I and I've and I've prayed and I've really felt God's presence really quickly, and the peace that passes understanding. I've told this, these stories before, where uh, I've, I've actually I actually kind of tested out. Like I'll go, oh man, I feel so peaceful. I'm going to think of an anxious thought, you know, because there were things, you know, there's things I can think of just to test it out. <laughs> and, and no effect, no effect. I still had the peaceful heart. It's, that's the peace that passes understanding. I've had that. But I've also had, I've also had, more often than not, uh, you know, nights when I'm, when I'm shaking in bed with fear and I'm going, God, take away my fear or give me that peace that passes understanding. I'm, I'm worried about this thing that's going on. I'm freaking out. Why am, I, why am I freaking out? You say that this is peace. And in those times, it feels like a, almost like a wrestling match, reminding myself, fighting for it, contending for it. And, and yet sometimes it's still beyond reach. <laughs> and, then I, and then I look back on those, look back on those times and I go, hang on a second, you know, because things work out in the long run. And you look back on those times and go, ah, oh, but wait, you were with me that whole time, weren't you, God? You're with me the whole time, weren't you, God? Maybe that's something that He teaches us in it. And we can always talk to other, you know, talking to other people and, and talking about what we're going through and, and, and getting other people to pray with us and, uh, and, and everything, like we're drawing on anything, everything we can to, uh, to be free from uh, fear and worries. But I've, yeah, I've just been learning that through all through those moments, all through those shadows, you know, the valley of the shadow of death. That I'm learning, God, you are with me. You are with me. Cast your burdens, eh? Cast your burdens on the Lord and He will sustain you. That's what He does. 
So the prayer, so prayer is good for us. Yes, it's good for us. And we're, we're changed through prayer. It's a connection point with Jesus and we're actually transformed to be more like Jesus. Uh, prayer gives us a clearer picture of God and, and our place in His hands. But prayer is not only for us. In the, in the model prayer that Jesus taught, the first thing is like, Our Father, who Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed, you're amazing. You're so good. Uh, and, and the very next line is, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like it's like thinking beyond, uh, beyond our own circumstances straight away, like seeing the, seeing the needs and, and the brokenness that uh, are around us, you know, in our, in our homes or, or our communities, in our city, in our nation, in the, in the nations. Your kingdom come. We're asking God to bring, to bring healing that only God can do. We're asking God to bring wholeness. We're asking God to bring reconciliation, justice and peace and the goodness of his kingdom for people we know, communities we live in, cities and nations. I mean, we, we celebrate um, this week, we, we, also, we also celebrated or remembered or however you want to think about it, Waitangi Day on, on, on Tuesday. And what a significant day that is and was last week. You kind of get the feeling it was quite tense on Waitangi on Tuesday with our, you know, yeah, a lot, a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, things that have got to be dealt with. And so we, Lord, Lord, your kingdom come in Aotearoa as is in heaven. Let there be, let there be justice. Let there be honouring of the treaty. Let there be honesty. Let there be compassion. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And prayer changes things. It's as though uh, it's as though when our prayers and our and our desires align with God's, then there's this uh, divine resonance. <laughs> it's a cool phrase, isn't it? You can use that divine resonance, constructive interference. Uh, if you've done, if you remember uh, secondary school physics, you might have learned about constructive interference. You know, when you've got two waves that are in phase and they and they and they're in alignment and they come together, then then all of a sudden you get a, a bigger wave. Two waves in sync, they add to each other. Although in our case, you know, like uh, our wave might be a little, a little tiny wave, little tiny wave, but we come into sync with 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 God's almighty tsunami, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's just happened here? As the important part is coming into into alignment with with God, and we do the we do this in prayer as well, understanding who God is and and understanding His desires, and and those desires they meet with our desires, and wow, my goodness, amazing things happen. So, so how? <laughs> how? Last year, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly how. No, I'm not going to. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some ideas. But last year, we had a couple of amazing messages about prayer. And I know it's a long time ago. And I had actually forgotten one until I mentioned, um, you know, I was talking to Tessa and she reminded me, you know, she, she spoke about prayer. So, and her talk was way better than mine is today. So go back on the 12th of March, uh, 12th of March last year, as part of our Going Deeper series. Do you remember we did a Going Deeper series? I don't <laughs> she spoke. She spoke about prayer. And, um, and go, go ahead and listen to, that one. listen to that one again. Also, uh, Sam Harvey, who heads up 24-7 Prayer in New Zealand now and also pastors the uh, Bay Vineyard Church up in Napier. He spoke about, spoke about prayer on the 27th of August. 
So you can go back yeah, through, through our podcast, CV podcast, and, and find those solid talks. Really, really good. Really awesome. You know, th this year um, uh, is, is not going to be just like talking, talking about prayer on Sunday mornings, but by finding ways of, of, of praying together. And, uh, you know, soon I want to initiate um, midweek, midweek prayer happening in the city. Uh, potentially, potentially here or um, in, in cafes or different places that, that might work for folks that are in the city already. Uh, we could do that every week. We'll see how that goes. Come up with a plan together. Uh, we've got the um, Open Open Heaven prayer event happening next next Thursday. I've never been to an Open Heaven prayer event, but I've seen some pictures. It looks pretty different from the way that we that we pray here in CV. It's going to be amazing, and uh, well, it might be crazy. It's going it might be uncomfortable, but but this is like churches of people, Christians all over Wellington coming together to pray. So it might not be our vibe, right? Might be a few more lights. Might be a bit louder, but we are uniting with our brothers and sisters in prayer. So that's next week. Had uh, open heaven. Um, Pentecost. So we have Easter, and then 50 days after Easter is, is Pentecost. And uh, uh, Sam, Sam Harvey, 24/7 uh, New Zealand, 24/7 New Zealand prayer. Um, they're trying to encourage churches to get involved with 10 days of prayer leading up to leading up to Pentecost. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be cool. I think we should get involved in that. And maybe we'll have. Who knows? Then maybe we'll have like a 24/7 prayer room here at that time. Or maybe we'll just do 24, one, tw just 24s, you know? But we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get involved in it in some way. Um, also, last year, uh, we were doing our, sort of our thin place worship and prayer nights once a month. And, and those are great times. And I want to you know, continue with those this year. Coming together, meeting with God, worshipping Him, um, praying, praying together. Uh, Sam, Sam Harvey, when he spoke last year, he talked about some things that they've been doing in their church, which sound like they're just really, really effective. He talked a, a lot, quite a lot about accountability. Oh. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a good idea. It's one of those things, eh? Hey, like a like a uh, like a vegetable you don't want to eat, but you know it's good for you. Um, accountability, and so accountability in prayer, and, and how amazing it's been with people's discipleship and following Jesus together. So like small groups, maybe you know two or three people being honest with each other about you know um, about their about their life of prayer with God. Anyway, I just think like giving giving different things a go together on our own, seeing how we can journey on this together. Because really none of us are none of us are, are prayer ninjas, you know, none of us are experts. And then usually when you read stories uh, about people who are really good at praying, it's it's old ladies. Who, um... <laughs> no, seriously, you read the old stories of revivals and how many times is it this old there's this group of old ladies that are praying together in a room and they initiate this revival. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's their little wave, eh? These little, these old, little old ladies' prayer. Oh, I don't know, I'm being silly. Anyway, um, so we better, we better wrap up if we're going down those crazy tracks. Uh, Pete Gregg. Pete Gregg, I'm quoting him a lot because he, he really is someone that's got a lot of good things to say about prayer. He, he wrote this, The best bit of advice I ever received about how to pray was this. Keep it simple. <laughs> keep it real. Keep it up. Keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. It's like training, training for a half marathon, eh, Caleb? Like, you can't do like one-off trainings once a month and, and then uh, run a, you know, sub one and a half hour half marathon. 
You gotta keep it, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. You've gotta keep it simple so that the most natural thing in the world doesn't become complicated, weird, and intense. <laughs> You've got to keep it real because when life hurts like hell, you're going to be tempted to pretend you're fine. And then at other times, when you make a mess of things, you're going to be tempted to hide from God, which never really works, and end up hiding from yourself, which works quite well. (laughs) And you've got to keep it up because life is tough, the battle is fierce, and God is not an algorithm. The journey of faith demands a certain, excuse my language, I'm just quoting him. The journey of faith demands a certain bloody-mindedness in us all, not least in the realm of prayer. It's a really good, it's a really good book, How to, How to Pray by Pete Gregg, if you want to read that one. Um, I, I, I have found a few practices to be really helpful in my prayer journey so far. And I'm a young man in the Lord, and uh, and so I know I've got ages and you know long, so much further to go on my prayer journey. But um, but I thought I'd just share a few practices, and maybe they will kind of highlight things for you, and you can kind of like hold, you know run away with those and test them out. Um, the first is what I've already talked about, and and it really was like shifting my thinking about God. God, just even imagining that God is actually looking forward to meeting with me. He's actually looking forward to meeting with me, that he, that he actually enjoys hearing my prayers, that he's, that he's open-armed towards me. He's not, he's not standing there like this. James. <laughs> I saw what you did yesterday. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, young man? <laughs> I'm sorry, God. I promise never to sin again. I, I went through I through I went through years actually of of thinking that you know when, when I felt guilty and I often was and I often still am when when I when I am guilty and then I then I go to God then I actually had to spend the first part of my prayer being being really really repentant and it was even better when I cried uh, because then uh, you know then I knew that God would you know be be hearing me and be be forgiving me that's nonsense. <laughs> He died 2,000 years ago for my sins. There's nothing that I can do today that makes him love me uh, less. He's always open-armed towards us. So anyway, yelling about it doesn't help, actually. Sorry about that. (laughs) God is actually looking forward to me, looking forward to um, me. He's open-armed. He's drawing me, just like he had to call Lazarus out of the grave. He's calling me out of my grave. He's calling you, no matter what I've done, no matter what you've done or haven't done. No matter the state of my heart or my distracted mind, which is more, yeah, more common. James 4.9 says, and I believe it. I have to choose to believe this. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Because, to be honest, when I sit down and pray, I, I often don't feel anything. Sometimes I do and it's amazing, but often it's not. I don't feel anything. So you're just believing. Okay, I'm coming close to you, God. God is coming close to me. I have to get my head right. That's the first thing. And it's probably the most important thing. God is my Father who loves me. Okay, that's the first thing. Uh, and the second, the second practice is, uh, is about having a, day, a daily rhythm. I'm actually, I'm actually, I don't know, it's kind of annoying for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm really wired towards routines. It's just sort of funny. I used to think I was like this free and easy guy, but actually having routines actually works out really well for me. So each morning I, I try to wake up a little bit earlier than everybody else and spend some, some time. It doesn't, you know, I'm not trying to do half an hour, whatever. I just spend some time reading the Bible and praying. 
And, uh, and like over the last few years, um, with having young kids, it's actually been, uh, been, been a struggle, been, been a challenge. Hasn't always gone to plan. But the really, really cool thing is, oh, God's my father. I don't have to be legalistic about this. I don't have to, he's not going to be angry at me if I haven't made it one morning. We're not trying to, I'm not trying to impress God. I'm not trying to be motivated by guilt, but having this regular rhythm has actually proved to be, uh, proved to be really helpful. And there's something really, really funny. I can't stand waking up to alarm clocks. Like um, Tessa's got this alarm um, that goes off. Uh, you might have that ringtone. Anyway, oh, it's horrible, horrible. And so whatever I can, I try to wake up before her alarm goes off. So I have to listen to this thing. Can't stand it. So, um, so how am I going to wake up early? Well, at some point a few years ago, I was like, God, uh, can you wake me up early? Can you wake me up earlier so that I you know, can come and pray? It's like, well, this, you know, I'm just putting it on him. <laughs> if I sleep in, it's not my fault. It's your fault, God. <laughs> you wake me up early, I'll come and pray, right? <laughs> And the thing is, he does. <laughs> he does. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes it is through, you know, the kids <laughs> waking up early. But often, often it's not. For some reason, I'll be fast asleep and then all of a sudden, bing, I wake up, look at the clock. Oh, six o'clock. Oh, okay. You know, time to, time to get up. Time to get up, get a prayer, you know, get a coffee. And So that's a dangerous prayer. I, 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 I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to try. Turn off the alarm clock. Ask God to wake you up. You're going to tell me that you've lost your job, eh, next week. <laughs> uh, and so, and, and when I pray, again, like trying not to be legalistic or whatever about it, but, you know, in Jesus's, uh, Jesus's prayer, the first thing, our Father, so I try to go, okay, my Father who loves to be near me, hallowed be your name. Just like praising the Lord, thanking Him. And man, I found this really, really helpful because often I don't know, how am I going to pray? Okay, I can begin by thanking God. Thank you, Lord, that uh, last night went well that um, Eli slept all night or, you know, whatever, whatever happened. Or thank you, Lord, that even when the night was rough, I know that you're still with me. Um, praising God for good things, praising God that he's with us in the hard things, thanking God. And, and then also, you know, bringing him my concerns, you know, often these are, these are at the forefront of my mind and we get to like bring those. Like often like there'll be people, there'll be people on, on my heart and I'm sure that you have this too. There'll be people that are on your heart that, that you go, oh man, their, their situation is tough, isn't it? These people, are, they're, they're suffering. There's somebody sick or they're hurting in other ways. Not praying, praying for them. I had, I had this advice um, a while ago. Um, kind of was like, I don't know, I was just finding, it, finding prayer tough. I felt like it was a bit of a brick wall. And, um, and my spiritual director, because uh, I was seeing, seeing a spiritual director, and, and he said, well, those people, you know, the people, all your concerns are on your heart, aren't they? And I said, yep. And he said, um, Jesus is in your heart, isn't he? I said, yep. And he said, well, don't you think that Jesus already knows what's on, what's on your heart? And I was like, oh, yeah. So even if I'm like finding it hard to, to articulate or, or to put voice or to put words to, to, to a prayer, well, God knows. He's, he's there. So it's almost like that sense of like carrying even our concerns in our hearts alongside God. Does that, that might not um, be helpful. It was for me. I pray for my family. I pray, I pray that God will guide me throughout the day. Lord, would you, would, you, uh, would you help me today? Would you help me to be loving towards my workmates or give me wisdom and decisions? Um, yeah, I, pray, I pray, for, pray for my workmates. I pray for people that come to mind. Uh, and, but essentially, it's just like following the Lord's prayer. This is what I kind of want to, I want things to be simple, right? 
which is essentially praying the Lord's prayer just with my own language, and and also being okay with the being okay with the tangents and then even the distractions. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit knows. He's in my heart. Romans eight twenty six says that He intercedes on our behalf. So you know you might try the James method. You ask God to wake you up early, you get up early, you go sit down on the couch with your cup of coffee, you go, okay, now it's time to pray. I don't know what to say, Lord, you know. But it's okay, because He knows what's on your heart. And you know, even saying, I don't know what to say, God is actually a prayer in itself. Uh, The third practice, and this is my last one, is actually... um, and I found this to be really, really life-giving over, over the recent years, when, especially when my morning routine has been disrupted with young kids and all that kind of stuff. Because life is busy, life is full uh, for, you know, for all of us, for everybody. And, but God knows that. And, and so I found like the simple practice of, of, of turning my attention towards God and reminding Himself that He's with me and even having like short, sweet, <laughs> short and sweet moments of prayer uh, anywhere, at any moment. Travelling to work, uh, I'm riding my mum's e-bike to work at the moment. Oh man, thanks mum. <laughs> On the train, I've told you stories about that before. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm confused, uh, which is most of the time, uh, when I'm struggling for ideas, um, you know, like having, having these different moments. Oh yes, okay, Lord, you're with me. This is what's on my heart. Or this is what's going, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, Tessa uh, coordinates a, a prayer text chain uh, for, 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 for us and for people outside of CV. And sometimes those texts come through and, and, and you read about um, what, what somebody's going through and, and, uh, and, and just a short and, short and simple prayer. Lord, Lord, would you, be, would you be with this person and their need right now? Lord, you're with them. Be, be with them right now. I found, one of the funny things I found is, uh, this is all right, I'm, I'm, I'm talking too long. You okay? Okay. I've got, only got half a page to go, but... Um, I found that there's this uh, really anointed place in our house for prayer. And it's by the kitchen sink when I'm washing the dishes. <laughs> That's very strange. I'll be washing the dishes and, uh, and sometimes I'll begin, you know, I'll begin praying. And, and the number of times, I can't, I've lost track of the number of times that I actually feel God's, God's nearness and God's, God's presence with me, even to the point of like crying <laughs> and I'm washing the dishes and then everybody else is going, doing, doing their thing and it's like, what? What's that? What's that about? I guess you've got to wash the dishes to get that anointing, but uh, <laughs> at any time, that was my point, at any time. So keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. You might follow you know, some, some ideas, you might not. That's not the point. Keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. This year, this year, let's walk, let's together, let's walk towards a vision of a deep and connected prayer life, prayerful life, connecting with God's and God in all kinds of ways, all throughout the day. Because the, the point of prayer is not to get through our list. It's not even to tell God our needs. It's the meeting with the God, meeting with God. It's the meeting with God. To meet with Him, to connect with Him, to simply come into His presence. That's enough. Amen. Wouldn't that be amazing if that happened every day? The, the words that we say, uh, they become secondary because He already knows our needs and desires. He knows what's on our hearts. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we, we, need to, we, need, we need to talk to God with words. We need to express what we're feeling with words. Other times we just simply need to be held in His arms of love. As I uh, you know, think preparing for this preparing for this morning, I know that a really important part of my prayer prayer journey was discovering how much God loves me. 
He's not angry with me, but he, but he loves me. And, and actually experiencing that love. God wants to show us his love. Our Father. And I felt that, um, like, like for us, it would be like awesome to be able to, um, to know God's, to know, know. Beyond, like the, beyond the mind, beyond the head, to know deep down that God loves us. And that's like, just this is going to like revolutionise absolutely your time with God. Shall we, shall we stand? Uh, I'd like to pray, pray for us and, and also invite folk forward, uh, forward for prayer today. Because this is where, just as where I want, this is where I feel like we're, we're meant to land, that God wants to show us his love. And, and Romans 5.3 says, we can rejoice, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. What? We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. And I think that's what, I think that's one thing that God wants to bless us with today is a knowing of, of His love. So let's, uh, I don't know, do what we do. Do what you want to do. <laughs> you can put out your hands like you're receiving something or have a posture like you're receiving something. Go, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you shed abroad in our hearts the love of God today. Would you help us to know, Lord, how much you love us and how much you long for us to draw near to you. May we come out of, of our grave uh, and towards you and even, even then I kind of imagine, Jesus, that you, you embraced Lazarus even when he was wrapped up in his grave clothes. You still loved him. And you love us, Lord. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you lead us into, into secret places of, of intimacy with you? When we gather with others and, and when we're on our own, Lord, I pray that um, you'd, you'd bless our, our, the moments of our days, Lord. That we, each of us, each of us, Lord, from the youngest to the oldest, would find those moments of connection with, with you, Moments of divine resonance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. Thank you, Lord, you love me.